Welcome, welcome, wonderful listeners to the very first exciting episode of the Young and Successful podcast, where we decode the secrets to success and discuss all the ways you can make your first millions. I am your host, Carl Grin, and I am thrilled to have you join us on this journey of education, inspiration, and true stories told by real millionaires to enlighten you, our listeners. Now, we get it. The path to a million bucks can seem like a daunting task, but fear not. Here on the Young and Successful Podcast, we are here to guide you through the twists and turns with a lighthearted touch. We believe the money-making journey not to be just profitable, but downright enjoyable. And let's not forget our mantra. There's a million ways to make a million dollars, and we're here to discuss it all. Whether you're into entrepreneurial ventures, savvy investments, or just curious about the diverse path to financial success, we've got something for you. We are all about giving back on the Young and Successful Podcast. No courses are being sold, no information will ever be behind a paywall, and all of our guests are coming on to help educate, add more tools to the toolbox, and give back. Following that, just as a reminder, all earnings from all sponsorships and advertisements will go directly to charity that aims at helping underprivileged youth. So buckle up, grab your favorite beverage, and get ready for an episode filled with tips, tricks, and tales of triumph. Whether you're a budding entrepreneur, a side hustler, or just someone with a dream and a dollar sign in your eyes, we've got something for you. And remember, success doesn't always have to be serious. Let's make that first million with a smile on her face and a skip in her step. Get ready to be young, successful, and have a blast while doing it. Now, let's dive into the money-making magic. So, Maxim Sindal, how you been, buddy? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. good. I'm happy to be here. Um, on the podcast, first episode, very first episode, very so first guest is, is pretty exciting. It's very exciting. So I'm, I know all about who you are and I can go on for hours, but all the stories is a little four five, six, seven year old max, but who are you? So where do we start? Um, I've uh, been raised by some very interesting parents that have done some cool things and they've kind of given me an experience, which has made, made me who I am. And I feel like it's, 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 I can't speak about myself without speaking about them. And so they were both um, Ukrainian refugees from that emigrated uh, from the Soviet Union in the 70s to Canada. And my mother came when she was 11, uh, got a PhD from uh, Cambridge University by when she was 21 and tenured uh, by the University of Toronto when she was 24. And my dad's crazy crazy scientist, um, travels all over the world, does crazy things. And I, um, because of that, I've been exposed to a lot of things. And that's one of the ways I met Carl. So I was four years old. My mom was like, you know what, like, I want to send you to summer camp, I want you to do something. And we were going for summer camps. And you know, I pointed at something supposedly, and she's like, Okay, like, let me like drive you there and I'll drop you off. And so I signed up for the, the hockey program and um, at winning techniques camp. And uh, I didn't had no idea how to play hockey. My mother's like, look, if she, he, if he focuses on holding a hockey stick and skating, like you'll like, I'll, I'll figure out how to um, balance because I'll learn how to skate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I uh, didn't learn how to skate actually. And I, yeah, met the- Carl when he was 
a little years, a couple of years older than me. Yeah, probably seven. I helped you learn to skate. We put you on our figure skating program. Just what my parents were taught you to skate. And then a few years later, when you were seven, yeah. Was, Stole a bunch of cash, came up to camp all by yourself, and yeah, now you're uh, here. a greyhound, yeah, and yeah. and then um, from there, um, I went skipping through a couple of years. Um, I went to an international traveling high school, so that was a really cool experience. I lived in eight countries over two years. Um, lived in Botswana, India, Japan, Greece, China, Oman, Costa Rica, and then I graduated in Greece. And everything we did there was through project-based learning. So we learned through doing, creating projects, executing on things. Um, and from there, it kind of set my bedrock and foundation. School's called Think Global School, by the way. Great place. And I went to University of Toronto Engineering. Didn't last too long. Uh, dropped out, started a company with Majd uh, called Altura that worked in gaming development. And then I had an opportunity to invest into, you know, and be a part of a bankrupt bakery. And that bakery has gone a long ways from where it was today. Um, and now I'm working on that full time. Yeah, it kind of came pretty quick to that uh, young millionaire status of a millionaire under 30. That's pretty impressive, all within about a year there. It's, uh, I'd like to quickly add on the point, I think it's really important that Max was going to UFT for engineering and his mother has a PhD in engineering and yes. used to be a professor there, gave him his blessing, her blessing to uh, yes. actually to drop out. Yes. And so that was, that was really, cause I, I wouldn't have been able to live with myself if I knew that my mother was like, wasn't fully there. And I look, UFT has been around since the 1860s. I can always go back. But what I was doing at the time, I can't just go back to. So I, th I thought it was a good choice. And the experience that I did through actually learning, through doing, and not knowing what to do and being confused and lost is a thousand times more from what I could have learned actually going and sitting in class university. And engineering is great, but I don't know how many bridges I'm actually going to build. So it worked out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that kind of segues in pretty well into our what inspired you. You kind of talked about the inspirations you had in your life with your parents and kind of how you grew up. But was there one any specific moment that inspired you to found this bit, the first business yes, or, or jump was, into baking? There okay, was, there was, there was, there was. So there was a documentary on Netflix and I was sitting at home. It was like COVID at the time. And so there's like nothing going on. And it's about these two Russian dudes in Miami that were transporting cocaine from Colombia, uh, no, from Cuba to, to Miami, right? And they're trying to find better ways to transport this Coke from Colombia to Miami. And they're like, okay, so what are we going to do? We are going to go to now, it's like the, the late mid 90s. So they're go to, they fly to the Soviet Union and it will the now collapse Soviet Union. And it says, okay, I want to buy, you know, nuclear submarine. It's like, and it's like oh, with the nukes or with not the nukes, with no nukes. And I was like, I saw that. And I was like, fuck yeah. It's like, if, oh, I can't, like, they just did that. They just went and bought a nuclear submarine. Okay. What's stopping me from doing anything I want? So I was talking to Mashed. Fair. fair. And it's like, any, anything is possible. Right. I saw that. I'm like, look, I'm not, I'm not going to do anything with, <laughs> 
the drug trade or whatever. Nukes or cocaine. I hope Nukes not. or cocaine. No, that's not what I'm interested in. But the fact that these people woke up that morning and said, we're going to fly to Russia and buy an ex-Soviet nuclear submarine to transport coke. It's such a wild story. And I was like, anything in life is possible. So I give, right after watching that movie, I, I called Matt, Madge, my co first partner, yeah. co-founder in my first company, Altura. And started yelling at him for the first hour saying like, we can do something together. There's like something that's possible here. Let's do it. And our first ideas were awful. They were not good, but it worked out. And you know, like a lot of, I think good timing, luck and things have brought me where I am today, but it was always a lot of hard work that took me and to the yeah. places where I got to me. Yeah, to and I kind of, kind of kept that same mindset when you, uh, transitioned out of that web three and nft and crypto space into baking that's a, that's the same mindset as who thinks this nft uh, sorry this uft dropout that weren't nfts can now run a major commercial bakery like it's like most people in life would be like no you can't do that you don't know anything about baking you don't know anything about that you're a kid what what do you mean you're gonna make bread and sell it at walmart what yeah i i have no like when i started i, I didn't even know how bread rose like i you, you asked me like what's the main ingredient that made bread rise it's like yeah. I don't know. So, I have no idea. And then you just show and just uh, you've had some good mentors in that way. But uh, have you had any major challenges in that new venture business venture other than jumping in completely green, knowing no, I would no idea what you're going to do. Any crazy challenges uh, in that? My God. Okay. Well, I'll tell you a good challenge. So we we first uh, we got HelloFresh as a client. So we are supplying uh, all burger buns across about sixty five percent of Canada's HelloFresh business. So any burger bun, you know, all the Canadians out there. You're, you likely had one of the burger buns from my facility. And um, when we first started... Yeah, Golden Bake Shop. Golden Bake Shop, yes. Of course, only buy your bread from Golden Bake Shop. Walmart. You better. Where, you, okay, you, where else are you in? We're right now. Uh, nationally for Walmart. Um, we're actually doing some stuff with Metro. There's a bunch of retail. You're, you're going to see us everywhere going forward 20, 2024 and 2025. Golden will be there in the U.S. as well. From when? How long ago did you buy it? So we uh, came in as a group in uh, 2022 of February, and then we had there were some issues with the operations and the people there, and so I came in on November of 2022, and we fully took over um, February 2023 with my other operating partner. So it's basically been a year from a business that wasn't it, functioning. Now you're in Walmart. Now yep, you're in. Yeah, we're in over or... probably close to a thousand store, over a thousand stores now um in less than a year so okay. it's so now it's now that puts some context into these crazy stories you're going to be saying or any of these challenges you've had to overcome we wanted to know where you at least yeah, were it's right fair, now it's fair because yeah. we, we, we it was a rough start in the beginning it was really it was like dealing with people that were, it was really difficult um it was like really trudging through and then eventually we caught some steam and we were getting ourselves out there and it really helped but so essentially we we knew there was HelloFresh, they don't change the supplier and the, the initial supplier went bankrupt right so there was there was no supplier um and they were haggling on on us on price here and there and um they basically said you know we had a price and there was a big miscommunication on they thought it was the pricing was not per unit but it was we per bun and they didn't realize that cost was double what it was but they sure knew it was it was that price they were just i'm sure they went to the vp and the vp was like no we're not doing that price they're trying to haggle with them and anyways, it was a shit show and they're like, we're not doing it. I'm like, okay, fine. You're 
we're not going to do it at this price. Like you're not going to, you're not going to find anyone else to do it. And then three days later, they're like, okay, fine. Four cents less. You got a deal. I'm like, okay, perfect. Done. But the problem was because the, the other supplier went bankrupt, they had no burger buns left. So they gave us for the next four weeks, a truckload a week of burger buns. So it's like a hundred thousand burger buns a week that we've never product that we ever produced before. And we had no idea how to do it commercially, like properly. Like it takes like time to time to like yeah. develop a product line. And it's not so like you've made burger buns before either. No, it's exactly. It's like, we like, we had, well, we had the recipe We like, we had the things figured out, but producing a hundred thousand buns without doing them before per week is not easy. So we, uh, the next four weeks was, yeah, so what'd you do? It was, it was a rough month. That? I didn't sleep. Um, well, I knew that, but like, how'd you, how'd you fix it other than just not going to bed? So we had, we little... got a new machine and now it's, it's, we got people more fish. It, it, there's a lot of things like we learned as a company, as a teams, the teams that are running there, yeah. how to do that product properly. And, you know, I'm glad it worked out because now we're a lot more efficient. We have no problems. We got, we got things done quickly. So it's good. You know, it's a learning curve. What can be said? Yeah. Well, that was definitely a success in the way that, you, you know, started that and actually got it done. Yeah. Uh, that gives a good transition into how would you define success? I know there's many different, you know, in this podcast, the whole idea is millionaires under 30. They've all made it in different industries and lots of different determinations of success. Mm -hmm. You know, when we were kids growing up at the camp there, our definition of success sometimes was getting up on water skis, doing a backflip on the ground, doing a backflip yeah. on the trampoline. Like, what do you define success at? Because we're down here in your apartment now. This is a beautiful place. You run a cool business. You commute opposite to everybody else. Like you're a successful young man, but how does Max Sindel, how do you define success? What is that to you? Is that solving problems at a bakery? Is that having a hot tub every morning? Like what is Max's success? Yeah. Um, like what is it? <laughs> the push-ups. Yeah, the push-ups. No, um, I think it all comes down to like a lot of people can have a lot of money and really be unhappy um and it really comes down to the mindset you hold and how you carry yourself through life and i think that is what even if you're not particularly wealthy if you have a rich mindset you attract rich people in your lives and that the the word rich can mean many things like high happy quality is, people happy you said that because there's a lot of definitions of rich there's a lot of different... we have a lot of rich conversations it's not like i'm spending money talking Ex to you exactly yeah yeah so it's you know, the richness in what you do, the richness in what you eat, the richness of the people you hang out with. Um, it goes a lot further than that. And the, like, you can hang out with a lot of people that made a lot of money, but aren't very nice or don't really treat you that well. And that's not a great relationship. You know, maybe it's someone that's the homeless guy living across the street. You have a great relationship with him and you have good laughter. You know, it's... it's So, so that's how you got here. What? Meeting the homeless guy. No, well, not, not particularly, but... <laughs> um so i find max on tuesday it's, nights it's, out roaming the streets of toronto speaking to homeless people for advice that's, it. yeah that's 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 how yeah that's how i got here <laughs> yeah it's i think it's it's what i'm trying to say really just it's a holistic thing it's it's money of course is important but it's what you do and the journey you take in order to get there because i honestly things have gone really fast for me like i've been very lucky in that regard um but i appreciate because we're social beings we're social animals right as humans 
being together of people that I love and care about and having an environment that, you know, I've worked for. And that's, these are the things I care about creating high quality environments. I'm I'm happy you brought up the topic of luck because I think you've been uh, pretty lucky in a lot of ways, but not because you just, you know, fell into it like mm. the roll of the dice. I feel that uh, like we've discussed this a few times that, you can make your own luck. You can work harder yes. and give yourself more opportunities. Luck comes when you put yourself out there, right? Like as idea, it's like, yeah. they, they got lucky buying that nuclear submarine, right? That's yeah, 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 it's yeah like, exactly. They wouldn't like, have known. Like they have to, you have to go searching for the opportunities. You yeah. don't just sit at home in your bed on Netflix looking for luck. No, you're actually out there. You were making connections. This whole bread bakery thing was somewhat lucky. You stroked into it. And then like a lot of things like, but it's all because you, put yourself out there yes. and you work for those opportunities. So exactly. I like that you brought up the idea of luck and that aspect is things cannot go your way. Sometimes yeah. things can go your way and you've had a lot of things go your way and a lot of things go not your way at the hundred dozen button things. Like you've worked through a lot of difficult situations in your life. And it's been interesting to see you grow over the past two or three years from this uh, high school kid that I and traveled all around the world and stuff, but to this yeah. successful businessman. So, I want to touch back on the idea of your mindset. You brought it up there that uh, success and wealth and rich conversations is a mindset. Is that something you get up every morning and say your affirmations in the mirror and go at your 430 run? Or what is your mindset? Like, how do you get yourself into a mindset to think rich and have rich conversations, and have rich people? Like, do you just get up and be like, I'm loaded. I'm cool. I'm rich. Like, screw off. Listen to me. Or like, what, what, what is a rich mindset to you? Like, how, does, I, how do you I get know. that? I think it really comes down. The reason that I'm able to do what I do so young and grateful for is the upbringing and the mindset I was raised with from a young age about like, because my, my parents are both crazy in a great way. I was kind of always thinking outside the box and looking at um, things in kind of a different lens. And I, I, I think because of that, I was jumping into a lot more things a lot and just putting myself out, trying, failing, and just seeing where things went. And I think, just trying things mm -hmm. is is the best thing you can do right going yeah. out giving it your shot doesn't work out doesn't work out you learned a lesson you probably learned a couple of things um but yeah but how, how did like so you developed that mindset as a kid you think it's, it's... I, I think it's oh, I, I developed the mindset um i think as a kid but also just always pushing myself to grow and think differently and be open to outside perspectives. But that again is because the experiences I've had. But I see, uh, I see your mindset grow, like your, your mental state and how, like I remember when we were first talking and you're running out there and I'm talking about me running an Amazon warehouse and I'm tired and I'm, yes. these kind of things and me running the biggest warehouse and Canada yep. for Amazon shipping out these hundred thousand packages plus a night and yep. all these people. And I'm like, you're like, okay, yeah, I get it. And then, now you're running this bakery. You and call I me in the middle really of the night. You're like, it. oh my goodness, this is not at all what I thought, right? No, so no, no. I see your mindset growing mm -hmm. regularly and changing that what you define success. Like some days, your, your definition of success is just having a good sleep. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like it's, oh, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not, it's, it's not making time. money, but like some of the yeah. days I'm like, you need a good sleep. Oh, come and we set up your house. We go like, we do some nice things, but it's and eventually just to take a break from things, right? Like success on a day-to-day -day is a very different than a global scale as a whole. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah, it's like, okay, I don't wake up and do affirmations at 4.30 in the morning. I wake up because, you know, like there's something happening. Like I got, there's things that I have to do on a daily basis. And I like, I, 
I feel like I'm resp- very responsible to the things I need to do. So if I have to be up at 5.30 in the morning, 6 in the morning to get something done, I'm up and ready to go. I'm, I don't know. I feel like throughout the day, like I always think of what I, you know, thinking about what I could grow into, what I could be. I think it's, it's, a, it's like a constant thing that kind of circles through my mind on what I'm doing to be who I will be. Um, yeah, it's, it's just, and then I, I also slow down. It's like, it's, it's fun. Like what I'm going through and the journey that I'm on, it's fun. You know, I'm having fun with it, even though it like, sometimes I shake my head, look myself in the mirror. I'm like going, what the fuck did I get myself into? But you know what? You don't even look in the mirror. Sometimes you just call me you're like, dude, where am I? Yeah. I'm like, you're, you're at the bakery, bro. I'm going to pick you up. You're like, no, but like, how'd I get here? How did I get Like, what am I doing with my life? Yeah. Anyways, it's cool. I gotta say. So were there any perspectives that changed? You know, like there's a lot of people online and there's the whole around the world is like, you had a quote you live by, you know, like some people are like, oh, you know, the Yoda, do or do not, there is no trying. You know, some kids really like the David Goggins. Who's going to carry the boats? Is there like yes. a, I'm a mantra that you live by. Is there something that really changes like and drives you every day? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I know you don't have quotes above your bedroom wall and you know, the wall here. It's not live, laugh, love. Is there something like that you it really, could it could be. Because be. at camp, we, you know, we put up all the, the quotes around camp to help inspire kids and that kind of thing. And that's always been a thing my father likes in the idea of taking like advice from great men and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I know we've read a lot of books and had a lot of discussions, but is there anything like you get up and think, yeah, this guy said this, I'm a stoic Marcus Aurelius said this is I, I read. I, the, quote, uh, okay, I, like, I think like the quote that I always go back to is from Andy Warhol. And it's not a quote that's particularly like inspiring or anything, but I, I always find it funny quote is think rich look poor that's it i think we got to work on the second one a little bit we're not too bad at the first one <laughs> i know i know second but, one i gotta work on but it, there's, no, we, there's we more meaning to that too fancy but like oh no it's funny that uh yeah that's a good quote i think i might bring that up in some of our next interviewees that uh just see what they think yeah i don't know let's see what some of these other boys think that are coming on this uh the next couple of days um so was there any particular any philosophies or principles and you know like um there's david ramsey of the world there's other people it's like you know never spend more than you make never go into debt is there a philosophy because knowing your parents and knowing your family that's that's like i don't know i don't even know how to put it they're just so outgoing and so like willing to try everything like launching golf balls and off the international space station yes, i'm sure we can get to those crazy yes, stories yes, and we can. throwing things up into space and running with some of the biggest mining companies in the world and listing things on the tsx it's not like they're like I only ever spent 27% of my income on housing. It's like, no. you know what I mean? Like, is there, is there any like rule you've lived by financially or have you been like all in all times? For, I, I, I think I, the rule like financially is if, uh, it's a hard one because I've, what I kind of think is that in order, like you can go get a job on wall street or, Bay Street in the Canadian context and, you know, make six figures, you know, have a comfortable life, but there isn't growth to that. You you don't have an exponential growth opportunity and having stakes in businesses that do have an exponential growth opportunity that can really give you real wealth is where I think people should look into or venture into more because your ability for growth personally is much much higher in terms of who is a person in terms of money 
just in general, because you actually have a lot more control over your life when you have a stake in something. Yeah, that's uh, that's been an interesting impact you've had on me. Like I used to be your camp counselor. I yes, I've done a lot with you as like the older brother, the older counselor sibling. And, you know, I did my undergrad, I did my master's. I got schools at Amazon and I was doing everything. And when I was making great money and like everything the book said, the white picket fence, you yes. know, you make this money, you have the dog, you got the house, you yeah. got the nice car, you got everything you want. I come down and saw you were just getting into your statement of wealth and status and income. You were just you made a lot of money. Yeah. You were just getting there. And it was interesting to see how exponentially you grew. And uh, first, I'm proud of you. And second, I'm like, what the heck have I done for the past six years, right? Like, all my master's yeah. and everything. So it put me through all those emotions. It's like, okay, so you're already here. You've already made it in this regard. And I'm like, I'm still getting there in my own regard. I have other things. But it's just like, yeah, yeah. bro, it's I was like graduating from my master's. And like, I was teaching, we were doing basic advice on stocks. And now you're like, I can buy that business. Like, <laughs> it's just changed so fast. And so that was a... Like I came from a family of small business owners and that was the thing is growth in yeah. business and exponential growth. But it was always a very, uh, you don't want to be overly leveraged. You don't want to be too far in debt. Yeah. You don't want to be those kind of things. The thing is, I, that's why I go back to being lucky in a regard because I took that leap of faith. But if you never take that leap of faith, you never have the chance to be lucky, right? And I think there's nothing wrong. Like people are different. People, Some people are just not, don't have that drive to do that. But a lot of people do have that drive. And, and, and it can be taught. It can be it, learned. It can be taught. But some, like it just, you know, like. Some people just have the tenacity. The tenacity naturally. to really just push themselves forward. And for those people that are going to Wall Street and trying to climb through the corporate ladder, you know, to become a VP or a managing director at a bank, an investment bank, is there's so much op more opportunity for your own personal development and growth if you, you know, if you're financially able to and support yourself a little bit to jump into something and try something out and learn from it because the greatest things come from, you know, people that give people that the people that take that shot and leap and opportunity are the ones that have built a lot of things in the world and created and founded ideas that have fundamentally changed the world. And one of those people could be you, right? That's like you, if you have an idea and you're have the ability for, you know, to take a risk for the next six months, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be necessarily fun, but at least it's something that you're building for yourself and you're learning for yourself on, you know, if this goes well to work on this thing, but to work on the next thing and grow, even if you're nine to five, you still have you know, time to develop Another 16 hours a day. Yeah, yeah, there's there's time. Well, that's that's something that uh, we've discussed, too. And I've gone through hardships and you've gone through hardships in the way that uh, even if you learn what you don't like, you at least you learn something. Yeah, exactly. right? you learn where you don't want to be. So that kind of leads me into the idea of we've had hardships, you and I both, but a lot of different mm -hmm. things. Is there anything that, you know, everybody can just see? Well, they, whenever you see on social media, the whole Internet these days is all like, my life is so great. I'm so great. I have such a nice house or such a nice car. Everybody's life is so great. Has there been any like hardships you're willing to share? Something that was difficult that obviously wasn't expected, something backfired. Your life got hard. We talked about sleep. Is like, is there any hardship that you've had to overcome, you were able to overcome, or you're still working on right now due to this crazy nature, your exponential growth, and you being thrown into all these wonderful and crazy opportunities? Oh, um, challenges, like, because I am so young. Um, 
feeling a bit out of place with people that have been mm. doing this for a very long time, especially in the commercial baking industry. It's like the average age is like 50 and they're all incredibly eccentric and kind of type alpha type personalities because when you run such large organizations with a lot of blue collar workers, you're there's a lot of push and pull and you have to really push yourself through you know, both actually quite a diverse female male, but they're all very eccentric, very going forward um, type personalities. And it's, you know, going so young and someone that's not very experienced in the whole industry. It is honestly a bit intimidating to try Mm -hmm. to navigate through that. Um, But you did transition from an industry in that uh, NFT crypto web three space where kind of being young and ambitious was, a little bit of the norm, right? Yeah, like that, it's such that a, is it's a common thing. Yeah, that, that, like, that is the norm. Yeah, you know, if you're 45, it's weird. You yeah, exactly. They want the young guys to create the innovation in the space. Yeah, but, but now me, you're into baking and it's like, you're not 45, who are you? Like, yeah, exactly. It's like, what have you done in your yeah. life? So that, it's, it's- That it's affect you? Was that a, take a mental toll on you at all? Because there's I mean, we, we lots to climb. There was a big hill there. Yeah, it's better now. It's I, think, now. I, I think I'm, I'm a lot more confident in my knowledge and what I do. Is there anything um, that helped you get through that? Was it, uh, I know like we've discussed, like, for example, I th- see things that help you get better mm. and uh, more strict physical regimen, at least in the way that you're going out and doing things physically, not just going to work because you were so consumed there for so many weeks and months and just getting up and going to your job and putting in these 12, 14, 16 hour days, seven days a week. Um, you were looking tired. You were looking like you were having some, you know, you were working hard, but actually getting out and eating a few meals and going something yes. physical do you find that helps because some people oh, it really course. does yeah well I, I i started working out about a year and a half ago consistently and that has played a, a big help in my mental health um just staying um just centered and balanced i, I think i'm pretty naturally balanced but at least like any feelings throughout the day just it kind of it would help ease that out and help me kind of go forward food's always great i like good food you know, yeah, good bread, good bread golden man. bake shop. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, I'm not, when I'm very busy and stressed, like I, I don't really eat well. So any significant like lessons you've learned from that then. Cause you know, you've done so much over the past two months, two years, two weeks. Like, you know what I mean? Is there any lessons that you have or valuable lessons? You're like, Oh yeah, I'm never going to do that again. That at, like in the context, like something you're like, Oh boy. Yeah. No, just always have a new perspective um, just an open perspective on things because the the things you never expect will probably happen. <laughs> Murphy's and law. Murphy's law. Yeah. It can happen. It will happen. Kind of yeah, exactly. Yeah. And just keeping an open mind and just pushing myself to keep growing. Because if I keep doing that, um, I think there could be a lot of ways that I can build things that not just good for me, but are good for everybody, right? Um, I want to do good things. Um, and good things is so subjective because what what one definition of something good, another definition of something good from another person can be complete polar opposites. But something that generally helps humanity move forward is my goal. And I, I, I to get there, I need to keep growing and growing to, to achieve that. Yeah, there's a lot of it was a big change from the web three space to the bread space. It's literally from the most out there, like nobody understands to yeah. everybody understands when they're hungry and everybody understands when they're tired. So it's kind of a crazy exactly. change you've had. So uh, that kind of leads me in a little bit. 
to the idea of have there been any mistakes or failures or something where you're like i'm happy in the hindsight you're like oh i'm happy i made that failure because as we talked about earlier now you know what you don't like is there anything in the baking business in the altura even at like I wouldn't consider you're going to UFT a mistake at all because no, that's not. how that's how I start, but, everything started. Yeah, that's how everything started. But was there anything where you did something and you were like, okay, that was a little bit of a waste of time, but I'm happy I did it? Because you're still pretty young actually, in a lot of actually, ways. Actually, but... I don't think I honestly don't think I, I've been the way things have happened in my life. I wouldn't consider anything a waste of time because everything has built me to where i am today like yeah when from COVID started i actually worked like a, a, a laborer's job at a donut factory and i was a mechanic oh this is a funny story actually um it was uh i look this guy was working with this polish dude and like his only goal in life was to find wife uh and get visa and like okay this is this is great and he's simple. like their goals yeah. it's very very simple goals and we just we had fun we were building things and I had no idea how to build things. I didn't know how to weld or anything like this. I'm still not a good welder whatsoever. Like you see my welds, you 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 would laugh. But anyways, it's there. You know, I tried these things. I grew. Carpentry's not horrible. You learned that with me as a kid. Yes, yes. You do know how to do a little bit. Your carpentry's not horrible because I was trained by you. But some yeah. Polish guy that looks for a wife and that, visa uh, that, that uh, is... does finds the uh, welding mask optional. That guy. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, the <laughs> optional. But I'm like, no, like. <laughs> Yeah, this Polish, was... this Polish guy was a young guy. And he's like, like I don't need mask. I don't see well with it. I'm like, what are, you, what are you talking about? You don't see well with it. He's like, look, the way you weld is that you, you, you look, and then you close eyes when weld, and you open. I'm like, what about flash burn? He's like, oh, don't worry about flash burn. Just you know, you read too much on the internet. He's like, just put two cold potatoes on. I swear to God, he said this to me. I swear, <laughs> I, this is, I'm not exaggerating. It's, it's like two two cold potatoes on ice and lie down for a day, and next day you're perfect. And that's when I knew this guy was. <laughs> you knew that guy had a little bit of an interesting. Yeah, he was. He, he, yeah, like. Do you think he can still see today? That was a few years ago. I don't know. He builds roofs now, so, <laughs> so I, I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. In Canada, like with snow? in Canada, yeah, he got his Canadian wife actually. So okay, so he got, he's, his, he got his goals. He got his goals. Yeah, he got his goals. Hope he's happy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I haven't talked to him in a couple of years. Arkadzi, <laughs> Arkadzi, will talk soon. Oh goodness. Um. Yeah. So, but were there anything that was like even unplanned, not a waste of time, but a mistake? Because I know there's so many different stories where you'd call me or we'd discuss, and you're like, hey. Uh, I'll throw a struggle with this at this point, or hey, the bakery's struggling with this. Is hey, we made this mistake, or hey, this thing, and it decided like how you raised capital or how you do things. It changes how you do in the future. Is there anything specific that you'd like to discuss mm. in regards to just like, oh, I'm not doing that again? Because ah, it's it's because it's... to be honest, I could do it the exact. We could even go back to all the way to the time where you caught your heel edge wakeboarding, and you know, yeah, yeah, and you're yeah. like, oh, and you're like, remember yeah. I said not to do it, and you're like. Yeah, when I'm trying my 180 and it went away, you but, catch then, your, oh. but the thing is, my argument for that is that now that I've went through that, I will learn to never do it again. So the thing is, like, I, I feel okay, like fair. So you don't really, yeah, I don't really value anything that I would never do again because I know I will never do it again, right? So there's, I think there's a lot of experiences that I went through, and I'm like, that was not the best way to do that, and I, I know now that is not the best way to do that. So I'm not going to do that. So like that, that's kind of my perspective on things that have kind of brought me forward is like, okay, was that a really good move? No, but 
did I am I gonna do it again? No. So you yeah, know. okay, fair. Yeah, that's fair. There's been a few of those growing up that I've seen. A lot. You've seen a lot with me too. I yes. Think. I used to do some of the videography for the wakeboarding stuff. I'd like fall. Yeah. You're like, you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah, fine. Like, I just, I'm just, I'm just done <laughs> for the today. Completely winded. Doesn't back like just, like, yeah. Just unconscious in the water, almost oh. dying. Like, yeah, no, no, yeah. We've been around for a lot of each other's mistakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the so- jock on my face. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that was a mistake you made where you put a jock right on your face. Sure. You can tell that story if you okay, want. Okay, sure. I was, we'll do was a quick first, one. First year... It sounds way worse because we're like in our okay, well, 20s this... now talking about millionaires. This was not like last month, okay? This is, yes, this, this is... was not. It was when I was like, I, I was five. Anyways, it was first year at camp. And the, going back to the, the hockey story, um, dropped, my mother dropped me off. No hockey equipment, nothing, of course, to a hockey camp. Like, I don't know what she was thinking. She literally just dropped you off at camp. You got out. She didn't even sign you in. She was like, yeah, go to camp. Bye. You went to camp and then you left. And we're driving away. Your parents were driving away. My dad calls your mom and goes, hey, uh, your kid's here. She goes, yeah, it's a camp, right? Yep. Um, well, where's hockey equipment and stuff? What do you mean, hockey equipment? So long story short, we go to town. We get Maxwell hockey equipment. It was mom's blessing. I, he, man couldn't carry any of He's like four or five. Uh, so I carry it in. I set it all down. Then I'm going to help some of the rest of their kids. I'm like seven or eight, pretty young. And I come back, and the only thing Max has on is the jock. However... He has it on his nose and his mouth. And that was one of the funniest little mistakes. Oh, that was one of the funniest things. That's when Tom was the coach. Tom, yeah, Tom yeah, yeah, McCarthy, yeah. he's drafted before Wayne Gretzky there, and he used to be your coach up north. And, yeah, he still told that story a few years later just because he's like, that four-year-old, the only piece of equipment you know to put on was the jock and even put it on the right spot. Yeah, and he's a funny dude. Uh, so I'm just going to briefly ask this question, kind of change the topic, but was there any aha moments in your illustrious career of university student, Altura, or baking that – you're literally doing something and you're like, I've been banging my head against the wall for a month. And now it's like, if I just knew this one piece of advice, I knew this one thing, because I will say you've been very fortunate to have good people in your life to help get, yeah. get you That's what information and mentor you. But is there any one spot where, because you can't really have mentors in your web three space there. You're like, and you didn't really, well, he had me with camp and stuff and other things, but like university mentors, it's not like you had a, your mom was there, but it's just different. Is there anything that you're banging your head against the wall and any assignment or anything like that mm-hmm. where you went, that would have been great if I had a mentor and how did that make you feel? Or you just felt like you've been like, it's, it's the, it's a collection of that one thing. It's like, there's a lot of one things that I all day, all I do is deal with problems and it always requires like, like there's like that one thing. It's like, Oh, this thing is not printing something. Well, let's flip it over. So it prints properly. Right. There's like a lot of little one things, but I think, the one thing that maybe has gotten me to where I am today is the mindset that I've placed myself in. And the mindset is that anything is possible if you're driven enough to do it. And it's, there's a lot of ways you can take that. Um, but like by a submarine, by a summary, I don't know. It's like, I don't know. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll do it in a couple of years. A couple that, that, well, that's sure. not it right now. We, the, the Toronto Harbor's a little frozen right now. Not a little, little cold. Yeah, a little, a little cold. cold. A little cold. And camp, the lake is too small. Up at Clear Lake, there. Yeah. But it's just pushing yourself forward and having a growth mindset and being open to new ideas, right? Like a lot of the big failures in this world is because people weren't open to new ideas. For example, BlackBerry, the company BlackBerry that used to sell all the phones. They were closed off to the idea that people are going to like touchscreens and they will prefer their 
their touch pads that BlackBerry had. And because of that, they lost out to the forward thinkingness of Apple at the time that basically said, hey, imagine, look at all the things. I know the technology is not the best as it could be right now, but look at our vision going forward. Mm-hmm. And people at BlackBerry were so closed off to their own mindset that they weren't able to overcome the innovation and they weren't able to grow with new information. Yeah. So would you say that uh, you've learned more from your successes or learned more from your hardships? Or what's shaped your mindset more? You know, that mindset of innovation is yeah, that, like what, success or failure. What do you learn more well, from you think? Look, when things are going well, you have a big ego, you're living life. When things are going really bad, you really have to evaluate your life and realize, holy shit, what am I going through? And go if going through that, you learn a lot more about yourself. You have to force yourself to grow, literally, because when things are not going right, you have to fix them. And you have to push yourself outside of your boundaries to fix that problem. So for all the hardships I faced in my business life, I've grown infinitesimally more than I would have if I um, was doing well. Because when you do well, you're everything you think is oh i'm doing great like i like my thinking is perfect like i i am like you're you know you really get in your head but when things aren't going well you know you really take a step back and you have to figure out hey how am i going to fix this how am i going to grow so i get out of this position and ever since that's kind of the mindset that i keep that even when things are going well that you have to be keep pushing yourself forward because that's the only way you're going to grow yeah it definitely does uh i i my as my father says a smooth season never made a skilled sailor yeah when things are going easy most people can handle it so yeah it's uh it's definitely a good point there there's a lot of different ways you can kind of think forward and all this kind of thing but my my specific i would like to steer the conversation more towards now um i guess you can say half of your life is extremely conventional in the way that everybody needs to eat and half of life is unconventional, like how you're living your age, your other businesses. Is there any one unconventional business that you saw and identified and like, you're like, this is why I'm going after it. You know, as yeah, with the baking is like, okay, now we're going to do bigger roles, smaller roles with other, like, is, is there some specific niche that you're like, this is going to, what we're going to do, or you're just going to. Today, I even had a conversation. So we're trying to compete against some other role company. I'm not going to mention them here. But uh, we're looking at a whole bunch of different forms. This is a constant thing, but on a bigger picture, because you're yeah. looking at innovations, this is kind of where I want to take my life. Um, you see this here? Let's see what happens in 20 years from now. I'm, I'll be curious. But um, I want to figure out a better way for people to have better food. So this is my, I'll talk about my first goal. And that is in vertical farming. So right now, farming is done on large fields and they're subject to a lot of, you know, things that are happening in the world, more diseases, um, the effects of climate change. And, you know, while that's debated, I believe that there's going to be a an effect on our crop yields and the quality of food that we do receive from these mass farms that use, you know, a lot of pesticides and genetic, genetic modifications to kind of support that large growth size. 
And the transportation cost of bringing foods and vegetables from the farm to on your table is very, very high. So I want to explore bringing, you know, very dense vertical farming closer to cities where basically you take, instead of having a flat field, one layer, you basically bring a farm and bring it into many single layers that could be in an apartment building 10 stories high and, you know, yeah. a kilometer across. Yeah, and I have some pretty interesting connections actually in that world. Some of my friends from university that actually did stuff in like shipping containers and they're really tight, like hydroponics and the farming and stuff yeah. and did their, they're doing their PhD in it now. So we should actually touch base yeah, after we'll the talk, call. We'll touch, we'll, absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. So how do you um, balance this, your modicum of success, this lifestyle you have, who you are as a person with the other goals of success in life, as in relationships, your physical well-being, your any other form of health you find important, like mm -hmm. eating, right? Yes. Like, well, how, do, how do you balance that? How do you find is there like I don't a... think you can have balance. There's, when you're, okay. That's, I, that's, a, that's a juicy... No, opinion. no, I don't think... Like, the thing is, if you're really pushing your needle forward, you're going to be imbalanced in some aspects 100%. Because if you are really pushing yourself and really growing yourself, it's hard to have balance. And, you know there's ways of people that help to try to soothe that balance, like working out, you know, hang out with good people. But, you know, when you're really pushing hard, you're not balanced. You're growing a business. You're not going to be balanced. You're have a lot of responsibility. You're doing a lot of things. And, you know, if you want balance, a nine to five job will give that to you. And that's okay. That's like, it's not, it's not, it's, 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 if that is good for you and you will feel happy doing that, then great. That's fine. But if you want to do create a business, there's a lot of responsibility. There's a lot of time. There's a lot of money and it's not easy. And so that's where the imbalance comes in because you are the one really ultimately responsible for what happens. That's, that's kind of funny because my whole thing was, okay, what are your, how do you find balance and how do you do it? You're like, no, I'm not balanced. I'm not balanced. <laughs> yeah, you come back, I come back from work and I'm just like, whoa, yeah. you know, and it's just like, he just, he I'm drains be, the soul out of you. I'm going to be curious to how you feel about that in five years kind of thing and just see down the line because right now it's obviously working well. Like it's, you're doing well and you're making a lot of actual major changes to big industries that, you know, everybody at home can actually kind of know and understand and yeah. feel. So that's, uh, <laughs> that was definitely an, like, even for me, that was an unexpected answer. I don't know what, yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of wild. I try wild. to keep so, it unexpected. Yeah, well, like that's, that kind of, that's, uh, I don't know, I guess we can transition into the idea that leads easily from that is what advice do you have for somebody between the ages of, you know, 12 to 30, any, any of the people that, you know, that's our target demographic here, any, try anybody. Things. Try things, go out. Do something, fail, have the, like, if you don't feel confident in yourself, do that. Do things that inspire confidence in yourself to try things, go out there and give it your best shot because giving it your best shot, every opportunity and trying things will make you learn a lot of things about yourself in which you can figure out where you can best apply yourself to provide value and create value. So. Go no, do it. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I like that idea that just go out and try things. It's interesting because 
you know, we see so many people on the internet. We've met so many people over the years. They're like, I get up at 4 a.m. and I run and I run this. And, you know, I've, my dad's a guy that gets up early. Your dad's a guy that gets up whenever, yeah. right? Like they're both considered successful human beings and, and they're right to different things. And, you know, it's just like some people are like, I go to the gym and I need to eat like this and I need to drink this much water and this kind of thing. And you're like, no, nah, man, just just go do it. Just, I don't know, learn along the way. Just jump right in just and figure in. it out. The thing is, you can read about doing something or an industry for years. And you can know a lot about it. But unless you actually go do it, you won't actually know what the industry is like. I could talk, you could talk about, you know, I can read a book on commercial baking. And it's like, okay, I understand commercial baking. But then try it. Oh my God, it's a lot so, different. So, how would you recommend? I guess my piece of advice that I'll get the specific one specifically from you is how do you recommend people go about trying things? Because commercial baking, that wasn't your initially initial idea of yours, right? You're like no. you were pushed. Like, how would you recommend somebody else goes out? Do they go out and try to make friends? Do they try to just spin signs in the streets? I want to try new things. Because I feel like that wouldn't really work out if you're okay, like if you're a 16 year old kid in the streets. I want to try new things with a sign. <laughs> You're probably not going to get the same situations you've been put in, dude. So, like, how do you just recommend go out and try it? Like, how do, how do you know what you want to try? Exactly. Like, how do, how do you get into that? I don't know. If you have a passion about something, um, you're interested in something, it could be, you know, playing video games and you're really good at playing, like, and you can think that you can play competitively and there's a real shot. Give it a shot, maybe. Or you're, you know really good at making pizza how do you know if you're good at something that's my thing is like how did you know you were going to be good at managing bakeries and stuff how did you get in how did, I, I, how didn't, did you try? I didn't i just took i took a step a leap of faith as you could say because i didn't know and it was intimidating but i was open to learn and basically any opportunities that came up i didn't kind of close my mind and say no i said okay how do we do this? How let me try this. So yeah, I was I was gonna kinda lead into the way that like how do you find opportunities? But that's uh then you go out searching. I think the best thing with your mindset is is that you recognize there are opportunities Everybody. and actually say yes to them and learn and like choose the opportunities. When they come your way, you're like, I don't know about this, but try it. Right. Yeah. It's because I think that's the majority of the population where they would struggle is in the way that they don't necessarily recognize the opportunities, much mm -hmm. less go about them. And so you are recognizing the opportunities every day and it's how, how do you see opportunities in front of you? Is it like, does somebody walk them like Max start a bakery or like you kind of look and you're like, okay, no, I had a friend suggest this. And now I'm going to look into it and do a little bit more. Like, do you do research on them? Like, how do you find an opportunity? Um, It's just, I think I was lucky with the people that I am around and it's, that's why it's so important to have really good people that you interact with and build with because if they see that you can be valuable or provide value, even though you don't know something, or even if you have a couple of buddies or friends that, you know, are smart, they're motivated and are driving you in a good way, you can go out and build things together, which will take you to the next level or meet next the next people that can bring you forward and just keep pushing yourself to meet new people that will support you, will grow you. Yeah. I think um, that's really important. I think that's kind of where the quintessential, the quintessential essence of what you're talking about is that uh, you need to put yourself in a scenario to give yourself the opportunities. Like you met Maj at the University of Toronto. You met some of your other business partners, some of the other things you're doing, like Michael, like, like these people around yeah. being in an area with like-minded people. Yeah. That's whatever, an apartment building, that's whatever. It's, you know, you're not going to find 
people that are willing to start an NFT Web3 company with me at Kids Camp necessarily. Our Kids Camp, our, our mindset was a little different, right? Like I'm up there with an ax and I'm splitting yeah. stuff and I'm building them. I'm teaching you carpentry and stuff. Like I've had more of these opportunities coming to the city with you and finding like-minded people here with you Yes. than I have being four hours north in the bush. And so sometimes it does take a bit to just the opportunity that you have to recognize is go somewhere to a new school, go change, change your like box. If you don't like your peers or if you're yeah. struggling that your peers, you don't know what to do and nobody knows what to do. You have to make to change your physical aspect, right? Like exactly. I've seen you change as a human from where you changed your physical location, right? Like going to UFT and staying in res, you didn't necessarily need to, you had family yeah. in Toronto, but doing that is changing I mean, your physical location gave you basically all these opportunities. Unlocked so many possibilities and things. Yeah. yeah. So like me getting into a good university, got me around a lot of really smart people that was the bedrock and foundation of starting something, trying to do mm. something interesting. Right? You just need to get yourself out and experience life yeah. and have, be open to all the possibilities and opportunities. Yeah. I think that's a really good way to close off this interview, this podcast is that that's all it takes is just go out there, try new things and be open to new people and new opportunities, but also, uh, Really just pay attention to what's happening around you and make the best option yeah. with what you have. Yeah. Jump into the opportunities because they're always out there. Just got to jump into it and give it a shot. So hot tub, jump in. Yes. Yeah, okay. Let's, say, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, 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 that brings us to the end of the first fantastic episode of Young and Successful. We hope you had as much fun listening as we've had sharing these amazing insights and stories with you. Remember, making the first million is not just about the destination. It's about the journey, the lessons learned, the challenges conquered, and the laughter along the way. So don't forget to enjoy every step of your success story. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please give us a virtual high five by subscribing, leaving a review, or sharing it with your fellow dreamers and doers. And hey, if you've got a story to share, want to be a guest, or a topic you want us to dive into, slide on our DMs or drop us an email. We would love to hear from you. Until next Friday, stay young, stay hungry, and keep chasing those millions with a smile on your face. This is Carl Grin signing off. Catch you on the next episode of Young and Successful, where dreams meet dollars. And always remember, there's a million ways to make a million bucks.